0: You might know Nick Kroll from his very raunchy animated show on Netflix, Big Mouth.
1: Are you the puberty fairy? The puberty fairy? I'm the hormone monster.
0: I'm not a fairy. Well, now he's starring as a romantic lead in a movie set at the Olympics. Actor and comedian Nick Kroll, next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.
1: Maluma, baby. J Balvin. Colombia. Estos postes. Ella está solita, y solo. Ella dice que sabe quién soy, pero no le conozco. Hoy se puso bonita, pa' que yo la viera. Y me dice que si la recuerdas, hacemos lo que quieras. Acércate, acércate un poco más, que así de lejos no logramos...
0: From MVR Music, this is Alt Latino, I'm Felix Contreras. We're listening to Pena by Maluma and Jay Belvin. It has spent a number of weeks on the Billboard Latin Music Charts, and it currently has 159 million views on YouTube. It's just the latest example of how the genre that has become known as Latin Urban has dominated the music industry, not just here in the U.S. and in Latin America, but all over the world, really. This week, we're going to take a look back at the last decade and how Latin Urban became such an influential genre. We're going to look at it from a music industry perspective, from a sociological perspective, and we're also going to hear from one of the artists who was part of the earliest days of reggaeton, long before it became part of Latin Urban. But first, let's hear the rest of Que Pena.
1: quita lo buena Ey, qué pena Tu nombre no, pero tu cara me suena Salgamos ya de este dilema De todas las chinguitas Tú eres la más buena Let's go G-Bobby, man Los niños de Medellín De Medellín, Colombia, parceras Sky es que rompiendo Dímelo, eh Finalmente Había que hacerlo Lo bueno tarda
0: Okay, before we go any further, let me introduce you to Leila Cobo. She is vice president of Latin music for Billboard magazine. She's going to help us with a few definitions to get us started.
2: There's a lot of reggaeton infused with pop. There's a lot of pop infused with reggaeton. There's a lot of Latin trap, which is, of course, a direct descendant of American trap. There's hip hop. There's all kinds of things, but reggaeton is very dominant.
0: And now let's go over some history. Reggaeton has roots in Panama thanks to Jamaican immigrants who went to work on the Panama Canal and then stayed. Eventually, the music, and more specifically the rhythm, made its way to Puerto Rico, where rapping in Spanish was already becoming a thing in the early 90s. The earliest stage was Spanish rap. Okay, now meet the performer known as Evie Queen. She was an important part of the earliest days of reggaeton on the island. When the movements started being
3: be fresh, we call it reggae, the Spanish reggae. Everything was very underground. We didn't have a record label behind us. Every
0: tape or every CD was sold from the trunk of a car. One of the earliest exponents of the Panamanian reggae scene was a singer who called himself El General. Take a listen.
1: sepas que tú te ves buena y no he visto ninguna mujer verse más buena que tú en mi vida entera so so quiero, que quiero que cojas, cojas esto, esto. Hey. una, una liba de la... cadera no es cadera dos limas de cadera no es cadera tres limas de cadera no es cadera tú la tienes toda por eso te ves buena digo en corazón que tú te ves bien buena digo mi amor que tú te ves bien buena bien bien buena tú te
0: ves bien buena You know, music is often a reflection of society, and almost always so with Latin music in particular. So we called a university professor to help us interpret things from both a musical and sociological perspective. Next up, we're going to hear from Maria Elena Zepeda. She is the chair and professor of Latino and Latina studies at Williams College in Massachusetts. Okay, going back to those early days, where is that point, do you think, where music and identity meet in this genre?
4: I think they've always been there. I think that connection has always been there. That's just part of the essence. Sort of. I don't want to say that there's one particular right and correct and essence of reggaeton, but that connection between ethno-racial identity, class identity, and location is something that has always been part of reggaeton as we knew it then.
3: The, all of a sudden, it, the music is popping, and then the politicians start to talk about it. Oh. This music is, is degrading, the females look at the videos, now they have videos and the girls are coming out in the video like half naked. That's when everyone pay attention to the music, to the scene, and that's when I felt offended because from the get-go, I was singing songs with such a message for the ladies like, we are strong, we are this, we are that, and then the politicians started to talk about it. And we all end up in a TV show where they bring the, one of the politicians as a senator. She was a senator, rest in peace. She say, oh, they degrading the woman, blah, 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 so, so, so I tell her, wait, you haven't heard my music. If you heard my music, you will know that I'm different. It's like you putting all the, the apples in the same basket. Usted está generalizando, that's what I
0: tell her. <laughs> Okay, this is the song that drew a line in the sand for female empowerment in reggaeton. It's called Yo Quiero Bailar, and a partial reading of the lyrics say, I want to dance, you want to sweat, and get next to me. And I say, yes, you can provoke me, but that doesn't mean I'm going to bed with you. Yo
5: quiero bailar, quieres sudar, y el cuerpo yo te digo tú me puedes provocar, eso no quiere decir que la Por osar, yo te digo: si sí, tú me puedes provocar, eso no quiere decir que pa' la cama voy. que yo quiero es besar ya. Yeah. papi el lo juro, te me acercas y late mi corazón. Si lo que quieres pegarte, yo no tengo problema en acercarme y bailarte. Este reggaetón, que los dos tengamos que sudar, que bailemos al ritmo del tema, que me haga fuerte suspirar, pero para la cama de. A ver. el ritmo me está llevando mientras más te pega más te voy azotando y eso está bien a mí no me importa lo que muchos digan si muevo mi cintura de abajo para arriba si soy de barrio o tal vez soy una chica fina si en la discoteca te me pegas si y te anima sabes que los dos tengamos que sudar a sudar que bailemos al ritmo del tra tra que me haga fuerte suspirar, suspirar. pero para la cama de Que sudar, sudar, que bailemos al ritmo del tra, tra. que me haga fuerte suspirar. suspirar. Pero pa la cama doy comida na na na. Y si yo quiero bailar, quieres sudar y pegar también.
0: Things changed for reggaeton in a big way during the decade between 2010 and 2019, the decade we're looking at this week, and as you would expect, that was because of a variety of factors.
2: You know, what what happened with Latin is that there was never a download market. So that whole step was kind of lost. You know, they had CD sales, and then suddenly there was iTunes And uh, there was digital music, and people started to download the music. And initially, this was illegal, right? Especially in Latin America, where getting streaming services was more complicated, where people didn't use credit cards as much. So it was really terribly detrimental for our Latin music industry. And then YouTube began, and then Spotify, and Apple Music. And then suddenly, there was like this outlet, and you have these fans who are really huge fans. I mean, it's one of these cliches about the Latin music fan where people say they're more passionate than any other fan. But there have been studies that show that people in Latin America really are extremely passionate about music. They're really passionate consumers. And suddenly they had some place that they could consume it that was free because YouTube is free. And that actually was providing not just revenue, but a measurement. So people were able to see, oh, my God, look at this video. It has been seen by whatever, 20 million people. And so for the first time in a long time, you were able to exactly quantify or in in some way measure what was going on. And there was this realization that there's this humongous untapped market that's just like waiting for music.
0: And then this happened.
2: so, you get Luis Fonsi, who's a pop act, who is best known for singing ballads, slow romantic ballads, even though he has up tempo songs. But his big hits have traditionally been like these big anthemic ballads. And then he comes out with a song that's kind of rootsy, which I also think is a secret to its success. You know, it starts with the, with the Puerto Rican, the Cuatro, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he brought in a big urban music name because he wanted it to have like this extra ingredient. And it's just like a phenomenal combination. And people really connect. And that also opened the door for the whole possibility of You don't have to be a reggaeton artist to collaborate with a reggaeton artist, right? You can be a pop artist and collaborate with a reggaeton artist, which is something that Enrique Iglesias had done before with Bailando, but when Bailando came out, the streaming market was not this mature or developed. So when Luis Fonsi came out, it was, and it just did phenomenally well. Then again, you also had a very I don't know, a very special song because it's not like this has been replicated, right? It's not like you can easily do 55 Despacitos in a row. There's one. But yeah, it really was lightning in a bottle, wasn't it?
1: quiero a besos Vamos a hacerlo en una playa en Puerto Rico Hasta que las olas griten, ay bendito Para que mi sello se quede contigo Pasito a pasito, suave, suavecito Nos vamos pegando poquito a poquito Que me enseñes a mi boca Tus lugares favoritos, favoritos, favoritos Pasito a pasito, suave, suavecito Nos vamos pegando poquito a poquito
0: Reggaeton had become part of a movement labeled Latin Urban. Remember what Leila Cobo said? Latin pop, Latin trap, reggaeton. And as it became more popular, there were some unexpected byproducts.
4: Absolutely. It comes from that, a commentary about about Afro-Latinx identities, also a commentary about working class identities, but again, and I keep on talking about the shift, the shift we've seen in recent years is a movement away from that and a movement towards another type of Latino identity on the global stage. Afro-Latinos have always been very prominent in terms of music making, and that's one of the arenas in which they've gained the most visibility and the most acceptance. But then at the end of the day, there's still always within Latinidad, a preference and a movement towards whiteness as the representational norm.
0: Despite criticisms about identity and those who had had enough reggaeton, thank you very much, at this point, successes were quantified not by sales or downloading numbers, but by YouTube views. Looking back at November of 2019, YouTube announced that seven of the streaming services' top 10 music videos were by Latin urban artists. Back then, Calma by Daddy Yankee and Snow had 1.7 billion views. Rosalía and J Belvin's Con Altura had 1.3 billion. J Cortez, J Belvin, and Bad Bunny had 900 million views. And for the record, at the end of February, 2020, as we record this, Despacito has climbed up to 6 billion views. Now here is where the story of Latin urban's rise over the last decade gets nuanced and a little complex. Oh, it's a big difference, honey. It's a big, huge
3: difference. It's, 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 it's not reggaeton. It's it's not pure reggaeton. A lot has changed in the beats in the lyrics. It's more pop. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's a huge change. I know that music's supposed to go through an evolution, but then it's not reggaeton. It's a mix. It's a mix. It's like you mixing a drink with your favorite beverage, I guess. And there is people making reggaeton, but it's like an underground scene. It's like, no, you got to make, I call it, Popatom, pop with legatom. Like no, you got to sound like this. You got to sound like that. You know, no, it's, it's different. It's very different. It's very, I don't know if I should say the word Americanized or commercialized, but it's different. It's completely different.
4: But that's how popular music works, right? And that's always one of the critiques of popular music, that it becomes very formulaic. But that doesn't mean it's devoid of any politics and of any importance, It's important because people are listening to it and it says something about our concerns and the history and the politics of a given moment in time. Whether or not it all sounds the same for me is kind of immaterial.
0: It goes back to the idea that hard to tell which came first, the the marketing or the genre. Yes. You know? Hmm. Interesting.
4: But I think in this case almost you could kind of say that the genre comes
0: first and then the
4: marketing follows it. Mm -hmm. It becomes commodified. And I think we are at definitely peak reggaeton commodification.
0: And we'll give a final thought to Evie Queen, who reminds us in her words and her music that the roots of Latin urban music are in the earliest days of reggaeton. Well, we reached the top, if I can say we, and I can include me (laughs) because
3: of my hard work. We, We reaching the top. I am so happy to see that we still succeed and that's the power of the no. When you tell a kid no, and I remember when they say no to us, the whole movement was a no from the get-go. And we can apply that in the life of a human, period. Like when they tell you no, you know you get that fuel that you know you, you mastered this, and you know you can do great, great work. And they tell you no, and that's the fuel that gets you to, to deliver uh, a masterpiece. So I am happy that we reach what we once say that we wouldn't reach. I am so happy to see the movement still alive, to see that we have Daddy Yankee there to see that we have we sing Yandel there. I see my cats, you know, I see my people, I see my people and I feel pride and and I feel proud, you know. Yo no quiero que te vayas a otra parte Solo quiero que te quedes para amarme Apriétame pa' que vean que todo es tuyo Que ya mi cariño no se comparte No dejemos que mueran la noche There
0: is no doubt that Latin urban music has had a meteoric rise over the last 10 years, and as we've seen, it has left some fascinating sociological considerations in its wake. And it's kind of up to the musicians, writers, and college professors of the future to eventually put it in its proper place in the long arc of Latin music. My thanks this week to Leila Cobo, VP of Latin Music for Billboard magazine, Maria Elena Cepeda, Chair and Professor of Latino and Latina Studies at Williams College, and the great Evie Queen, who continues to tour and make music. You've been listening to a special edition of Alt Latino, and it brings to a close our Black History Month programming. Be sure to check out our past shows this month by going to our website at npr.org slash altlatino or look for them wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras.
5: cicatrices, pero eso se me olvida cuando hace que la piel se me erice cuando tu mano por mi cuerpo se
3: deslice, no quiero que el tiempo se paralice yeah. I like the way you work we're getting freaking like a circus let's pretend that it's my birthday we're getting trouble but you're it no dejemos que mueva la noche no abandonemos el momento que todavía queda tiempo
5: Antes que te alejes Sé que te quieres quedar No me lo puedes negar No venga a inventar Y decir que no puedes
3: Sé que te quieres quedar No me lo puedes negar Mis hijos, la música es como los suspiros Contiene todo lo que no puedes decir con palabras